Welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, a.k.a. MVP, where we talk sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, me and Ann will be discussing the NBA Finals. The Golden State Warriors were able to force a Game 6, but it did cost them Kevin Durant. We're going to discuss that with the legendary Stayos Podcast family guests. Chris and Jordan will be joining us live on the show to talk NBA Finals. Also, we have our second annual Magnificent Vibes Podcast Awards. Come see who's going to win the Cuddy of the Year Award. Come see who's going to win the J.R. Smith Award and the ever-so-coveted Essence of Otis Award. So sit back, relax, put your seatbelts on, drive safely, Turn your volume up, listen, and enjoy the show. Yo. What up, what up? Can you hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you good. I can hear you now. Oh, snap. We got Stayos in the the house. Greetings. What's going on, my brother? Uh, Nothing much. So much to get to. So much basketball to get to, man. Rodney, I hope you're ready, man. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. Uh, you welcome to the show, Chris. What up, fellas? Stayos is in the building. The legendary Stayos. You know it, legendary Stayos. Follow us, catch us at Stayos Podcast, Instagram, Twitter. We're doing yes, big sir. things out here. Yes, sir. The, the one, the one that started it all. Hey, I don't want to take credit for that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, real quick, real quick. I want to send a shout out to all those Jehovah's Witness parents that just let their kids go to prom. <laughs> oh man, what 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 what's the, the, this 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 Kensington Park buffoonery, man? What's going on with it? <laughs> hey, that, hey, don't put don't put that all on us, man. This is this is a uh, this is a universal re- slash regional epidemic, man. You know, I, I, I and I'm starting to find out, man. The more I talk to people, witnesses letting their kids go to prom is nothing new, actually. It's just it it appears to be more common because of social media. Because people put everything on social media, including stuff that's kind of, you know, a gray area. Right. So, you know, because I talk to people my age and they're like, yeah, I'm with prom. And I'm like, oh, OK. Well, you know, no one's no one's no one's going to flip out over, uh, you know, uh, look at that sideways 15, 20 years after the fact, you know. Um, right. Hello. Hello. Yeah. You there, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, we we were we were going back to the whole prom thing. The first connection was kind of off, man. I couldn't, I could barely hear both of y'all. All right, we all good. We all good. Hold on, I'm connecting right now. Hello. Yes, sir. You hear me? We're here. We're here. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. So go ahead, Ian. Yeah, yeah. That, that's basically it, man. I was just saying, you know, it just appears to be more common these days because of social media. And in fact, everybody has to post what they do. Whereas back in the day, 15, 20 years ago, people were a little bit more discreet with what they knew was a, was a gray area. You, you know, and like, I'm, I'm not I'm not advocating for or against any particular thing, especially when it comes to how people uh, uh, parent their own children. Because like, like myself, like since having a kid, like my attitude has changed and evolved on certain things like over the years now that I actually have a kid so I'm not you know I'm not trying to shame anybody or, or 
you know, advocate for this or that. But, you know, social media has has played a huge part in, um, I guess you could say, normalizing things. Yeah. Prom is still a big deal? I mean, it's not a big deal when everyone's going. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chris, what's your thoughts on this? Well... But well, I'll give my thoughts on it. Honestly, I, I remember back in the day we used to do all these formals and stuff. And I felt like here was my opinion on formals. And this is just an opinion. So if you're listening, don't get offended by my opinion. I just felt like formals was, okay, I can't go to prime, but I got to do something to fulfill the need to go to prime. So I'm going to have a formal so we can all make it look like it's not prime, but we dressed up as if it's still prime. If you get my dress, yeah, it's you're, you're still submitting to you're still submitting to the peer pressure. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're, yeah, you're still doing you're still doing something from like. But I guess the whole thrust is like, okay, I get to do it with witnesses as opposed to worldly people because I guess people figure with worldly people anything can, can happen, anything can jump off, blah blah blah. So I, I, I get why people do the the form. Yeah, me too. I, I, I mean, it, it's still corny. It's still submitting to peer pressure, but it's like, um, I guess, I guess in their head, it's, it's somewhat different. Like, like, like for me, man, it's 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 a lot of other factors that go into it. That the investment of money and time, you know, just just a bunch of other stuff. I don't, I don't even really have time to get into. I, I want to get to this basketball. <laughs> shout out to all those parents, man. Shout out to, I want to send a quick shout out to Damian Russell for printing up our uh, convention invitations uh, uh, on such short notice. We're in the middle of another campaign. So shout out to everybody in the middle of a convention campaign right now. Invite interested ones to the regional convention. Oh, that's us too, man. That's us too. Actually, we're in our final week. Our convention is this Friday, so... Ah, oh, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah, man. I, I had to, I had to clip up. I had to, I had to separate and clip up seven thousand invitations in the kitchen uh, last night, man. I was in there. I felt like I was cooking up coke, man, and bagging it up. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, when when did y'all campaign officially start? Chris, you, you back with us? Yes, sir. All right, got you, got you. We talking about memorial campaigns, but uh, Ian. Convention campaign. I mean, Convention. Get, before we go on to that, Chris, I wanted to get your thoughts on the whole prom thing. I have very few thoughts. Um, I have a teenage daughter now, so congratulations I'm, I'm, for, for her graduation too. Oh, well, thank you, thank you, sir. Oh, that's what's up, man. Congratulations, definitely. Yeah, she's she doing big things out here, trying to trying to keep her focus. Shout out to Kylie. Oh, definitely. Still using government. Okay, never mind. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but but with the with the prom thing, I'm still a little old school about it. So, I'm I'm also in the position where uh, a parent does certain things with their child. Uh, all you can all you can give is is certain guidelines, man. There's there's no rule against anything. There's no rule against it. You know, you can't harp on it. You can't be rigid about it. So, you know, if a parent wants to do certain things with their child, I don't have to do it. But if they want to do it, that's on them. Honestly, too, on the on the whole thing, the, as far as how the world view prom, I feel like how the world view prom over the years has changed. It's no longer the traditional, the, the traditional, you know, guy takes the girl to prom. 
man, people going to prom with their friends now. Like guys are yeah. going with, you know, their cousins or uh, girls are going with one of their girlfriends. You know, on on some I just want a partner type thing. Not on no homo type stuff. It's just they want to take somebody with them to prom to fulfill that to get their prom picture. You know. Yeah, I mean, there's like I said, there's there's what everyone does is their business, you know. Like and like I said, my attitude toward things over the years has, has evolved too. Like with my parents, though, I, I it wasn't even a question. Like I wasn't going to prom. It's like I knew better to even ask. You know what I mean? But right. you know, there there are levels to everything. You know what I mean? It's it's a big difference. I shouldn't say a big difference, but there is a difference between uh, two witness chicks going to prom together to hang out and dress nice and look nice and take pictures and okay I'm gonna go with this person of the opposite sex we gonna rent a limo then we gonna rent a hotel room that's <laughs> that's that's different right right it's levels to everything but you know some people they 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 think that's too much bad association some people feel like oh what's the difference between that and graduation you know right is, we, is he still born to Great America afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a great idea. <laughs> sure, but but get back to back to get back to what you were saying about the campaign. Man. Y- y'all y'all had a little. What happened with y'all with with the invitations? Oh no, everything's been going smooth, man. I do. I, I came up with a brand new method to keep us from running out. I'm only giving invitations out to the brothers who take the group out on Saturdays and during the week. I'm not. I'm not leaving a, a stack out on the counter for one pioneer to grab the whole stack. I'm not doing that no more, man. You, 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 you wanna you, <laughs> you, you want invitations? Come out and meet with the group. None of this renegade stuff. None of this taking 500 invitations and we don't see you out with the group. You meet with the group. You get the invitations from the brother taking out the group and stop all this. Stop all this renegade stuff, man. Standing on corners, standing on corners, Rodney. That I ain't sanctioned, man. That I ain't. That we ain't even. It may not even our corners. Now we got other pioneers standing on our corners, man. It's chaos. Oh man, Chris. Uh, how does how does how does the campaign work in Indiana, man? I'm trying to figure out if this a cultural or regional thing. So uh, we haven't started the convention campaign yet, but when we did our memorial campaign, uh, it's. Is things done a little differently? I guess because we cover so much more area, right? Um, that things have to be handled a little differently. But they do put out they put out the invitations. What I think they do is they uh, a certain amount of invitations is put out and a certain amount is held back. So people are under the impression that we only have so many. Oh. And because I think we had to. We have to cut back our order, I think. So, um, oh wow, we we order far more than than was necessary, and I don't understand the whole renegade thing. Like with the memorial, maybe a little more so, but not with the convention. The convention runs for four months, so you know if you invite somebody to the convention, it don't necessarily have to be yours. No, I don't. It's, it's, you know, it's different from the memorial where you get one day, you know, and, and everything is specific to to your specific you know commemoration of memorial with the conventions like go on the website or go on your app and, and send a link when I spoke on renegade publishers I was talking about those people who 
want invitations, grab invitations, but you don't see them out on field service. And then it's like, oh, you know, I was out with my mom's group or I was out. You know what I mean? Like, I've been doing Metro, you know what I mean? But you never see them out with the group. It's like, well, we need to save our invitations for the people who are coming out with the group and working our territory. Like our job, my job as a service overseer is to make sure our territory gets work. Not, not, you know, mowing Joe up in the loop that you might meet in Metro or somebody in your mom's congregation's territory. Like that's what I meant about renegade friends. And Metro's supposed to get their own allotment anyway. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't right. know that. Yeah, yeah. They count separate from congregations. So if they going out in the Metro, they still ain't using their invitations. They using the invitations that's on the card. Because they got to be blank. Right. So these friends is pushing my work in someone else's territory? Uh, yeah, bro. You're going to have to, <laughs> you're gonna have to handle some people. <laughs> Man, hey, Rodney. Hey, Rodney. I'm going to have to do like, like, like in that Raekwon skit, like like open your hand. What's in your hand? <laughs> yeah, man, you got you got some problems on your hands, man. Uh, at Burbank, we don't have that problem. Honestly, <laughs> we we we're. I'm sure you've heard about all of the craziness that's been happening at Burbank. I don't have to go into details about it, but it has affected a lot of things in regards to our attendance, in regards to our ministry. It's been struggling a little bit. So, but I will say this during invitation, during the campaign, man, the friends are out. But what we do is we, we just tell them to take what they need for the day. The friends are pretty, they're pretty obedient in our congregation. They'll follow that. We never run out of invitations. I think one time we did, one year we did, and that's because we didn't order enough. But usually, my friends ain't my friends ain't my friends ain't like that man they they are a bunch of stiff neck cushites (laughs) (laughs) cushites (laughs) obedience is key man (laughs) obedience is so key it it is man it is but we gonna get it together we gonna get it together i ain't you know i ain't trying to i ain't (laughs) i ain't trying to damn people man Burbank still having fallout from uh, the Wayne Brady incident? Uh, Wayne Brady? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> hey, I will say this: we did get five appointments, so um, three elders, two servants. So things are on the right track. I will say things are back on the right track. That's great, man. That's great. Yeah. So we 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 moving. We moving. Man. Trying to trying to move with the chariot. That's all we're trying to do, man. But uh, we ain't trying to do it reckless like Kensington Park. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna get it together, man. We gonna get it together. I ain't giving. I ain't giving up on my people. Hey, that, hey, it is what it is, man. So uh, let's get into this NBA talk, man. This NBA Finals. I, I, I sent you guys an outline, and in one of my original outlines, I put season finale, but. After what transpired last night, I'm not gonna make this the last show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rodney, we got we got two more. We got at least two more shows left. We got two more shows. This gave us two more shows, man. <laughs> this finals gave us two more shows, and I'm happy about it. Uh, okay, can I'm can gonna... I address the big elephant in the room? Though, yeah, go ahead. I'm look at how fun and exciting the playoffs have been without LeBron James. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because I was watching the get up last week 
when they were and I and I rarely watched the Get Up, but when they when I did watch it, they were talking about how ratings have suffered since LeBron James is not in the playoffs. Richard Jefferson on there talking about some yeah, it makes a difference that LeBron is not in the playoffs because he brings that it factor to the playoffs. Everybody wanna see him lose. I'm like, no, no, Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You're telling me more people want to see LeBron lose than see the Warriors lose. Is that what you're telling me? I think more people more people won't go to say no. Exactly. So I, don't I, I covered this. Go ahead. I covered this in an episode, man. It's ratings suffer on the surface because Canadian ratings don't count. Right. So when you have all of Canada watching a team, that's ratings, but it's just not ratings that are reading on American on American scale. It's not on their chart. Right, right. <coughs> Correct. So and all the numbers haven't come down yet. Like like all the games haven't been played yet and all the numbers haven't come through yet. So like how can they definitively say what the ratings were anyway? Like it's just I don't know, man. That, that's that's propaganda. I, I think more people are rooting against the Warriors than there are people rooting against LeBron. That's and why is Richard Jefferson still on? He's so irritating, man. He's so irritating. He's worse than he's worse than Lionel Hollins or Ryan Hollins. Ryan Hollins. Oh, that's <laughs> that's a tough one. Like at least at least Ryan Hollins knows basketball. He's corny and lame and everything, but at least he knows basketball. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just gonna ask you two questions, man. What are we throwing the blame sauce at for this game, for for the Raptors blowing this opportunity to win the championship last night? What are we what are we passing blame sauce to? See, I don't like that blame game, man, because because it takes too much away from the other team that that won. It's like sometimes the other team just did a good job. Mm-hmm. So, like, I hate to play that blame game unless it's like a because if you want to play a blame game, you really need to blame Boogie for almost blowing the game because because th- those those last three minutes, man, he was like a double agent for Toronto. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got, you got, you get, you get called for two goal tens and a moving screen, like all in the final. What was it? Three minutes? Two minutes? Yeah, yeah, final two minutes. And he he, he got beat on every every defensive switch off. So it's like, I mean, he looked bad, man. Like he looked. And I understand he had that little nine point burst, and he looked where he looked okay. But it's like for every point he's for every bucket he's giving you, he's he's also getting a turnover. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Um, boogie, that boogie thing was rough. Um, the switch offs, and and, and and he was getting victimized on on the switches. One thing I, I do blame with that, I think Iggy was giving up too much on those on those screen rolls, and he was letting Boogie guard him. When you saw they switched to Clay, Clay wasn't letting nobody else touch Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. So you saw that in the end. Not saying Kawhi can necessarily be stopped, but you saw a lot of his shots more contested, better defended when they switch Clay onto him. So that might be something that they look to do. I don't know. And I just had a conversation with a few cats. You know, you don't like to use fatigue professional players, but I don't know if Iggy was fatigued or something and he was kind of like giving up on the play. But, you know, usually he doesn't do that. But, you know, I look to see maybe Clay a little more on Kawhi. Um, as the series series continues, yeah, I don't understand why Clay's not guarding Kawhi. 
I mean, I know Iggy has been big in spots throughout their history and guarding like the team's best player in critical moments, but I don't understand why Clay is not. I mean, Clay is a good defender too. Sometimes he get cooked, you know. Cheap, cheap. Sometimes he gambles a little bit too much. Sometimes for my taste, but at least he's out there hustling and standing in front of his man and making the shot difficult uh, for the other player. I, 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 and I understand where you're coming from with the blame sauce, but I, I said on this show before the finals, I said y'all can y'all can hit rewind to the previous episode. I said this before the finals, before anybody mentioned it. I don't trust Nick Nurse, man. I didn't trust Nick Nurse from the start of this finals. Well, and I well, still don't trust Nick Nurse. I, Why would I, you I, call a timeout when your team is on a 10-0 run? The, the, the Warriors are tired. I, I get that. I get that. Because I, I was wondering that, too. I'm like, y'all y'all going to 10-0 running, y'all call timeout. But there, there's been some rumbling saying that, uh, that uh, Kyle Lowry was the one who called the timeout. I ain't hear that. I ain't hear nothing like that. Um, no, I, I, I think the issue, too, was there was a TV timeout coming up anyway. So... That's why I think there's a lot of blame going around on that timeout. Because if you recall, it was a double timeout. Right. So there was a TV timeout that came up, and then uh, supposedly Nurse. But I guess uh, I can I can completely believe that Kyle Lowry called a timeout. Um, <laughs> I thought I saw him call. I thought I saw him call a timeout. Like I'm not even I'm not even like lying. Like like after yeah. the fact because I heard that. Like I thought I saw the same thing. Like um, so that's. So that explains why Kyrie, why uh, he shot that air ball thing. <laughs> Man, but you know what? That was good. Again, like, like I don't want to get into the blame thing. That was more about what Golden State did right. Oh, they had Golden two, State, yeah. They had two bodies on Kawhi. You do not yep. want that ball. You do not want that ball in Kawhi's hands because he's going to do some funny, herky-jerky jump shot, and it's going to go in. I felt like Van Fleet should have drove her to the basket. You only down by one. He had the lane. Sean Livingston was coming. He came over late. He pump fake. He beat Sean Livingston. He could have beat him off the dribble, at least drew a foul instead of throwing the ball over to Calari. Uh, Not saying I'm blaming Van Fleet for anything. I thought the Warriors played good defense, but like. Calari's shot was blocked. Yeah. Honestly, that's what I thought too. I mean, from an angle, it was hard to tell because. Uh, Draymond was right there, right? Yeah, Draymond blocked it. Yeah. So, uh, but but the whole thing with I, I just I just feel like man, <laughs> and I'm gonna talk about this later after the series. I don't I don't know, man. I just I know it's history repeating itself. We've seen this before. We've seen this with Phil Jackson, and Doug Collins. We've seen this with Steve Kerr, Mark Jackson. Just like man, you know, it made me think about man. What if KC was coaching on this on on, on this? What, what if KC was coaching this game? What would have happened? That that's just that's they just wouldn't crazy. be there. Huh? <laughs> Giannis, Giannis they would have three points a game, <laughs> and the Bucks would be playing the Warriors. <laughs> so it'd be Bucks versus Warriors. I, yeah. I, I gotta agree with that, man. I got, but you know what? The one thing I like Nick Nurse doing uh, that I've noticed he's doing. You notice he's only playing seven guys. Yeah, that's it. Um, he, Powell happened. Norman Powell hasn't even been getting any playing time. 
Nah, he doesn't need to. It's like you can tell, like he's not. He's not like that dude. Like he's, he's not all right, but he's super athletic. Real. It's like the, I think one of the things that have hurt the Warriors is that they are experimenting with too many lineups. Like whereas like Nick Nurse, he's kept it tight, which is what you're supposed to do. You got seven guys out there you really trust who can most for the most part create their own shot. Um. And, and that's what that's what you go with. And it's like I'm looking at Golden State in the fourth quarter. They got McKinney and Cook and uh, 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 what's the other guy, Jordan Bell, out there. And it's like, man, why why are they, why do these guys have the ball in the fourth quarter of an elimination game? Well, I believe firmly Nick Nurse is out coaching Steve Kerr in this series. Um, as far as the rotations, I agree. And the rotations for Golden State should be tighter. But in Steve Kerr's defense. I mean, it's just like spin a wheel and throw a guy in at this point. They got just so many injuries and, and not not excusing them because it's, it's next man up. But there's so many injuries and, and, and inconsistent lineups that I think he's still trying to figure out who works well with who. Mm-hmm. When when you have a game without Clay, when you don't have KD, when, when Boogie looks like Boogie one game and looks like Boo Boo the other two games, you know, so... Boogie looks like like we could beat him. Like, like I said that last night, dude. I I was in another chat and I'm like, just give me one one on one possession against Boogie for a million dollars. I promise you, I'll score. Because <laughs> <laughs> he he cannot guard anybody that knows how to dribble a basketball. Right. I agree, man. I agree. He looks bad, man. He looks bad. Like I mean, he's I, I went to the floor. He's pretty much yeah. on the floor. I yeah, like, yeah, like his that quad injury. When I heard he was coming back from that, I was like, "Oh man, this is crazy talk. This is this is desperation we're seeing here." Like, I even heard that he wasn't even gonna play if had Kevin Kevin Durant not got got hurt. I could believe it. I could believe it. I was listening to uh, the radio last night um, on the way home, and and that's that was what I heard in the background was that you know. Cousins wasn't supposed to play. I, I could totally believe that because he he's been so garbage. Now now speaking of KD's injury, like him going out there, does that make y'all like respect him more? I'm not mad at him. You know that's. I mean, on one hand, you know, KD is so flaky, and you know he's always worried about perception. He acts like he is, but he is. And I think that pressured him a little bit. So he has some internal pressure. Anybody that's blaming Golden State and saying, you know, they pushed him into doing it, I ain't buying that. I ain't with that. No, no. KD pressured himself because he cares about what people feel about him. But at the same time, by the same token, I can't get mad at him because that man went out and he fought for squad, you know? He paid an awful price, but he fought for squad. So you can't never get mad with somebody who fight for squad. Yeah, I, I gotta say, man, I, I respect him more. Like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't one of these like KD haters when he joined the Warriors or whatever. I was excited when he joined the Warriors, but like, it does make me respect him more. And like, seeing seeing what he did and seeing Kayvon Looney go out there and get injured, basically reaggravate his injury, but go, but go out there and like give it his all and have actual contributions. Seeing that, and see, even seeing Steph in Game Three when he put up forty seven points and was gassed, like. Stuff like that, like, makes me really hate people like like Kyrie Irving, because it's, it's like this dude was healthy for the most part all year, and you like 
you come back and like you don't give a crap like it's evident you could care less like yeah I agree like I, I do um I, I, I agree with Kevin Durant playing. If he felt like he needed to play, uh, if he, you know, he knows his body better than we do. So if he felt obligated to come out there and play, I was all for him playing. I mean, it brought some ex- more excitement to a series. And he, he looked good in the beginning, man. He was, I mean, he wasn't doing all his one-on-one stuff. I mean, he tried, but, you know, when they were setting him up for long three, he went three for three. You know, he was looking good. He was out there cooking. And... You know, he looked like he was about to drop 30, 30 or 40. So, yeah, it was just a situation that happened where he just, it just, ha- it just happened, man. I mean, what can you do? You know, people were uh, kind of going off on, on social media about the fans cheering for KD uh, getting hurt. Yes, yes. Now, what, is it just me or does it feel like the basketball karma gods have like been running amok this year like <laughs> with with the, it just it just look at the like the with it, for instance the pelicans getting the number one pick um <laughs> now this kd injury when everyone thought he was going to go to new york and like and then the toronto fans cheering his injury and then the game flipping like yeah i i just yeah i i agree it's it's, it's, it's been a it's been a rough year for some of these situations in the nba uh, but but on the flip side, it's been a plus for a lot of those lower market teams like Milwaukee, like Toronto, that are getting more airtime. And then we get a chance to see Kawhi Leonard on the big stage again after not seeing him there uh, last year when he was hurt and then got hurt in the Golden State series. Uh, <laughs> I read the comment. <laughs> Uh, before before all this report, after they lost, after the Golden State lost Game Four, <laughs> somebody said nobody. The Golden State only chance Golden State wins is they pick up Zaza. <laughs> <laughs> Game Seven. <laughs> Nothing easy. <laughs> Nothing easy. <laughs> Hey, real quick though, man. Yo, Katie need to brush his hair though, for real, for real. Like he looks hey, bad. <laughs> Katie need to just cut it low, all over, and with a line it, man. It, I, that's the solution that, that I've been saying about Katie this whole time. And then he don't get it faded in the back. He get it. Don't man. Box in the back. He don't man. Dude, his he looks bad, and it looks worse because he has that bald spot in the back. But I'm just looking at his hair, man. I'm like, man. He gotta get that under control. Them snaps is like, it look like it look his his snaps look like islands, man, on the map. <laughs> I, th- I think he needs some uh some better product, man. I think <laughs> look, I think KD, KD like probably brushes, but it's drying out on him. He needs better product. Wait, wait, wait what'd you say, Rodney? <laughs> it's that look like old Peppy's meat. <laughs> I mean, it's that look like his hair look like pomegranate seed in a bowl. <laughs> yeah, I really he needs something, some spinning waves, some man, like some some Murray's. Like it, it, dude, this dude just let his hair grow out. It look He'll like cocoa. It. it look like cocoa puffs on flypaper. <laughs> Get that man some less jam and keep it rolling. <laughs> Oh man, but uh, 
So, so with that said, man, um, Chris, I know you are avid, avid Golden State Warrior fan. What do you think is going to happen the rest of this series, man? Do you think do you think Golden State got the momentum? They can pull off these next two. I think they can. I think if any team can, it's them. Uh, because of the the hot shooting stretches that Steph and Clay can get on, and then nobody in the world can do anything about it, you know, because you can't guard thirty foot jump shots. But game game six, like game five was pivotal, but game six is huge. It's in Oakland. If Toronto does not win game six, they will not win this series. Hmm. So you can you can bring Drake, you can you can bring the whole six, <laughs> you can uh, bring all the, the cash money billionaires, all you want. Mm-hmm. If it goes seven, I don't think that as as well as Nick Nurse has been coaching, I don't think he's that he has a settling force. Like Kawhi may help, but I don't think Nick Nurse is a settling force for that whole team. I think Kyle Lowry is a powder keg waiting to blow. If it goes seven. Uh, he may he may just uh, lose control of himself. They live and die with Kyle Lowry. I mean, if he played, the best game he had was Game Three. Yep, that's pretty much it. He ain't really been doing nothing else. But another thing, man, I want to throw out there too, Pascal Siakam, man, where was he yesterday? Anybody it's, see him? It's like I said. What well, one with Kyle Lowry is this? Kyle Lowry had a great Game Three. But the thing with Kyle Lowry is you just don't want him to lose the game for you. If Kyle Lowry plays like his borderline all-star self, you're fine. So so now he's Trent Dilfer. <laughs> he's NBA Trent Dilfer? He's NBA Trent Dilfer. That's not that's not a bad analogy. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 would, I would rate him a, a little better than NBA Trent Dilfer. Like who's another person you don't want to lose for you, but they're they're good enough to win. You just don't want them to lose. Oh. I hate to say this, Bears fans. Right now, Cal Lowry is Mr. Trubisky. <laughs> it's like without Mitch. Mitch doesn't have that implosion thing in him. No, but, I, got a, I got a better one for you, man. He's John Starks. There you go. Ooh, but John Starks, he had that nightmares game seven against Houston. Two for what twenty? But that was he was like over ten from three. That was a Pat Riley spot, though. We all know that. Yeah, he's he's. I don't know, man. He's 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 the Eric Bledsoe clone, man. But it's like he's he's kind of worse, man. It's like there's a lot of things about that I hate and other point guards that I see in Cal Lowry. Like he's like an amalgamation of like a lot of the things I hate, like the inconsistency, the bad decision making sometimes, like the streaky shooting, the flopping. You know, I don't the, know, man. The Ray, the Raymond Felton niche of, of, oh, yeah. So I ain't, I ain't gonna go that far. I ain't gonna go, go that, that far yet. All right, Jamil, just to preview though. Um, that's that's just a low, preview. That's a low I'm bar. Low bar. <laughs> the Raymond Felton bar is very low. His pull up bar is low too. Yeah, <laughs> like like Cal Lowry gonna have to put on a good fifty pounds before I can start. Comparing him to Raymond Felton. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So, but uh, Raymond Felton doesn't he work it off during the season? No, no, because he's on no. the bench. No. 
Oh. So, hey, real, quick, so real quick. So, so go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Does he, does Dollar kind of suck now? I don't think he sucks. I just think he's you know, he's going through a bad shooting stretch. Yeah, and, and and I think he's still injured. I think he's still hurt from the previous. But he's still series. guarding. He's still guarding well. I just I mean, he got do old man NBA old. Yeah, he's guarding well, but it's only in spurts. So it's like he can't maintain it through the course of four quarters. I mean, like offensively, like offensively, he's like just been jacking up shots, like wide open shots. Like everybody was like repeating the same line after game two. Like, why would you leave Biggie open? It's like I don't know because he's been jacking up shots all all series. Like that's why you leave him open. Yeah, you leave him open. I mean, it's he's a if the other if the other people on the floor is Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Like, yeah, chances leaving Iggy open. I agree. Somebody getting bodied outside? Yeah, man. You, you know how I go out here, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Chris, you got Warriors in seven. Yeah, why not? And where you at? Um, well, if you recall, I, I originally picked Warriors in six. Right, I did too. I, I mean, like, I, I guess if you if you want me to stay with the Warriors, I I, I don't mind staying with the Warriors. But I do think the Raptors are going to win this series. Um, reason being, like, seeing them play throughout these playoffs, they just feel like, I, I, when I'm watching them, I, they just feel like a team that's figured it out. Like, mm-hmm. like I get all the Kyle Lowry worries and everything, but outside of him, they, they, they're a team that seems to know themselves. They're a team that seems to be confident. They have poise. They're resilient. Like, I'm not, right, I'm not ready to go there yet and say, like, Golden State's going to come back seven games and win. I'm just not there yet. Like, we'll see what happens in game six, but I just have that feeling that, like, this is the Raptors year, that they figured it out. And, and this is this is why you keep these 55-plus win teams together. You know what I mean? You don't, like, panic if they get beat in the second or third round and blow them up. Like, this is why you do that. Because as good as the Warriors are, there's always a chance you might beat them banged up and have a real puncher's chance. Or, by some fluky means, another team takes them out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like Golden State, man, they 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 should be thanking their stars that they didn't have to face Denver in, in, yeah. in the Western Conference. But, um, <clears throat> you know, like other teams need to take note. Those teams that are like right there on the cusp, you know what I mean? They're getting like fifty plus wins a year. Like, this is why you keep those teams together. Like. This is why you shouldn't have blown up the 2015 or 2016 Clippers, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I, that I'm team sure. needs to get blown up. Yeah. That team needs to get blown up. I mean, it's... I'm, I'm, I'm putting Chris Paul in that category of players who will never win a championship. Unless... Like, unless he's on the back of Kawhi Leonard or Giannis, like it has it has to be an unassuming superstar who's clearly the guy. But yeah, Chris Paul, you can come here and kind of do things, but you ain't. But at the same time, you can you can do your Chris Paul thing, but you know, keep your mouth shut. Right. So who do you got? Not going to happen because he's getting paid too much money right now. Yeah. What is he making? Like thirty million? 
Oh, no, 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 no. He's going to enter the 40s. Oh, oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. So no championship for Chris Paul. <laughs> no championship for you. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you got, Rodney? Um, I'm still I'm still riding with Golden State, even though I, I did say in the previous episode, if it goes seven, the Raptors have a better shot at winning. Uh, but because of home court, yeah, because of the home court advantage thing. But I, I'm going off that anything can happen in Game Seven, and ain't no guarantees in Game Seven. If I think the Warriors are going to win Game Six, and they're going to win Game since Six convincingly. And then they're going to go back to Toronto, and it's going to be a dog fight, and whoever hits the biggest shots at the end win. But I'm going with I'm going with the Warriors. Mm. I I'm, just, I, I'm not ready to write off. I'm not ready to write off write off Kawhi and the Raptors just yet. Some about Kawhi scares me. Like I don't think I know Raptors fans. His laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know Raptors fans look awfully shook right now. Like like, but. Kawhi, I'm betting. I'm betting that Kawhi's not shook. One, because he doesn't have a soul. Two, shape. Um, exactly. You know that dude is a robot, man. But like, I, dude, I just, I, I love the, I love the camera shots of all the like disappointed Raptors fans last night, man. I was like, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they was looking defeated, boy. They was ready to get. They was gonna tear Toronto up. Y'all realize people in Canada, man, they tear they tear the streets up, man. How? Like <laughs> they tore the streets up when listen, when the Vancouver Canucks, the hockey team, lost. Oh, we got Jordan in the building. Yo. What's up? What's going on, people? <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, what's going on, bro? What's going on, man? I'm sorry. I, I, I came late, but I am here, baby. I'm here. <laughs> hey, it's all good, man. We got we got Stayos and MVP collaboration in the building right now. I'm feeling it, Oh, man. man we had to it. after last night's game. Had uh, to. Oh, God. Yeah. Hey, I know that you're a Golden State Warrior hater. Let me get your thoughts real quick before we move into our <laughs> war segment, because we talked about... We, we, we pretty much almost done talking about the series, but what's, what, how were you feeling last night, Jordan? Please, share us your misery. Man, all I can say is, you know how when you eat something that's so good, but then over time it just kind of <laughs> develops a bad taste in your mouth? That's how I feel about Golden State. Initially, I was on the bandwagon. I'm, I'm not going to lie. When they first started revving up their engines and getting championships, I was like, Cool, cool. I like this. I like Steph Curry. I like Klay Thompson. Now they just going overboard, just stacking the team with Boogie and KD. I'm like, dude, I hope these dudes lose terribly. And you know, I, I was hoping yesterday it would happen. I was hoping Drake would dance all over them and just go crazy. But you know what? I, I'm I'm kind of glad that it happened the way it did because now if they win Thursday, they can celebrate on the Golden State floor, and that'll be the last time that anybody steps foot in that building. That's that's so hateful. That's so hateful. That is hateful, man. I love it. That is hateful. What? Yo, Jordan, Jordan, you just reminded me of something about Drake, though. Like, remember how he had that armband on in game one or whatever? Yeah, to wrap up the Golden State, I think Curry or something, a tattoo? Yeah, I'm like, it it dawned on me. It dawned on me how much of a bandwagoner he is. It's like, Dude, you have the you have the numbers and names 
of the two best players on the opposing team <laughs> tattooed on your body. Yeah, yeah. This, this I, isn't I, a jersey. This yeah. isn't a jersey hanging up in your closet collecting dust. This is a tattoo. Man, you know, you such a herb. You such a herb. <laughs> and then after game <laughs> And then after game two. After after game two, where's where's Drake at? No one's talking about this. No one's talking about this. Where was Drake after game two? In the Warriors locker room trying to high five people. And Clay and Clay Thompson had to tell him to get his bum A out of there. <laughs> Wait, no one's talking it? about that though. No one's talking about that. Oh, Drake, he's a, he's a, he's not a fan. He's an ambassador for the team. He's this no nah, dude, he's a he's a you know what he is. He's a you he's know a, what you right. Know what? <laughs> wow. Hey that that's interesting. Man, I didn't know all that. Yeah, yeah, Let's, yeah. That's how that whole exchange ended up happening. He finds his way back there after they win game two. It's like, dude, get out of here, man. Get out of here. It's like I like the Raptors, but I hate Drake, man. <laughs> how much y'all want to bet Drake come out with an album if if the Raptors win a championship? How much y'all bet Drake have an album already pre-made? Oh, there's no bet. He already has. Yeah, oh, I yeah. do. He's gonna drop an EP. He's gonna drop like a championship EP or something like that. <laughs> That's so called, lame. Called the Six <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh huh. I believe it. Oh man, yeah. So what? So so Jordan, now that the this is going six, yeah, you got the you got this you got this finishing off in Oracle. I got it finishing off in Oracle because of of, of one main reason. We talked about it earlier too in the, in the little group chat. Uh, KD had a huge. Uh, impact when he first came out there, he was lighting it up. He, I think, he had like eleven quick points. He hit all his threes, and they had to play a different type of defense because you got him out there, Steph and Clay, all at the same time. Now you you can't really double team anybody. That that that's what kind of worked last game when they knew they didn't have to account for KD, and you know they just had to keep keep hounding Steph and Steph and Clay. So I think they're gonna get back to that in Game Six and uh, eventually pull it out. Okay. All right. All right. Kevin Durant played eleven minutes. That was eleven minutes of him scoring eleven points, and that 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 them eleven points was impactful. So that eleven minutes threw off their whole game plan. No, they just had a different defensive set. They they just played differently defensively. When you got a third superstar and the best player in the world, supposedly, then. You got to play differently, but I mean, that's just my opinion. I think that they're going to go back to what they were doing in Game Five and in Game Four when they they beat them at Oracle. Those two games, they they, they played step very very uh, uh, heavy and contested everything they did. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then another thing, Boogie has to come out and do the same thing he did when he first came on the floor and he lit it up. You know that there's going to have to be a lot of different things that go right for Golden State, in my opinion, to win, even if it's at home. And they got the, the the backing of the crowd and their momentum. Okay, yeah, we slipped and got by in game six. I mean, game five. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna tie it up. That that's just me. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna bring it back to Toronto. All right, real, so go ahead. Real quick though, real quick. It's 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 one, it's one thing that, and, and like I said, I think Nick Nurse is out coaching Steve Kerr. It's actually two things. I just wish Steve Kerr would go ahead and do. Steve Kerr has been alive for five years. He no, that's not true. One Steve. <laughs> Steve Kerr needs to post Clay Thompson. They keep putting Cal Lowry on Clay Thompson. Post Clay Thompson. 
that'll throw the whole this whole thing that that Jordan's talking about. It throws it all out of whack because you're not chasing. Now you have to focus on the focal point of the ball. Two, Golden State has yet to play small. You're lacking all your bigs. You're getting all these injuries. Why haven't you played small and forced the Raptors to respond as opposed to sitting up there trying to match match up Gasol and Ibaka or match up Gasol and Siakam? Run small. They did That's fine, but Siakam is, is long enough to actually defend, you know, some of the smaller players. I and and who are you talking about? Like they did it. Wait, to, they did it towards the end of the game last night, where they brought in a small lineup, and they they showed some flashes of being able to score and get the ball in the basket. So I mean, it's worth a shot. I mean, you you can't keep trying boogie out there, getting him in ISO situations, getting beat. Yeah, yeah, Boogie, hey. man, he don't belong out there, man. I'm sorry, man. Well, he's gonna be out there. Gonna be Boogie on on Thursday. That's all I'm gonna say. You gonna have Boogie? You gonna see some giraffe go? Unfortunately, so uh, so you gonna so, see Bell? No, let's not see. Let's not see giraffe. Go. So I'm so Chris and Rodney go on the floor. Chris and Rodney, y'all got Golden State winning this, and I, I think me and Jordan are the only ones who think the Raptors going. Yeah, I, I got Golden State in seven. Jurassic Park and Oracle, baby. Thursday. <laughs> oh, also, it, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Jordan also knows that if it goes seven, Toronto's not going to win. I don't know that. What do you mean, do I know that? I don't know nothing. That's why, that's why he wants them to win in six. I think, I think, I think, seven, I think you don't they know can win it in seven. I think they can win it in seven only because of home court and only because, like, the Warriors are going to be gassed, man. They're going to be, like, they're running on fumes now, you know, but I think that last game in Oracle is enough to get them a win, and I think the Raptors will close it out. Yeah. Also, uh, what nobody's talking about is Paul Pierce struck again last week, game four, post, prior to game four. He said, and I quote, that this series is not coming back to Oracle. So I need Paul. I need Paul Pierce to make one more prediction that this will be the last game at Oracle. Predicted that Toronto would win Game Five. So, and he was right about that. So he was wrong. Maybe about Paul that. Pierce can say that again. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but hey, man, Paul Pierce is the worst commentator. He needs. They need to fire him. He is terrible. I'm sorry, Paul Pierce is terrible. He like one of them dudes in the barbershop to just go in there and just want to just he don't get his hair cut. He just come in there and talk trash to the barbers, work with the customers. You know, it, I, I just Paul Pierce is terrible because ESPN continues to feed off the, the public misconception that just because a person dribbled a basketball professionally, they know what they're talking about. Just because you did it don't know mean you know how to talk it. He Paul Pierce. Richard Jefferson, Ryan Hollins, all of them professional basketball players, and all of them I wouldn't trust with any basketball knowledge to save my life. (laughs) Man, I say they replace Paul Pierce with Derrick Rose. Right there. (laughs) (laughs) Get a little Poutini in there. (laughs) He can't do no better. He can't do no worse than Paul Pierce. No, no, I agree. I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) Kawhi Leonard, I don't know. He, I, he always be passing the ball when he get double teamed. But 
That got us score. That got us score more points than folks. Than folks in them. Oh, fun. Simulated education. Yep. <laughs> well, let's move on to these awards, man. I, 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 we got our second annual Magnificent Vibes Awards. It's great to have Stayos a part of this second annual Magnificent Vibes Awards. The first part of this award show, we're just going to be predicting who we think are going to win MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player, all that good stuff. But the real part of our award show is the Magnificent Vibes personally handed out awards personal crafted awards there will be Cologne there will be Hennessy there will be people that have played themselves and we're going to be honoring (laughs) the worst players we're going to be honoring the worst rookies we're going to be honoring the worst defensive players and all that etc etc so we're going to get right into it Um, first let's start off with the good awards who y'all think going to win MVP between Giannis Paul George and James Harden. Chris, I'll let you take the floor. Giannis is the MVP, uh, despite the showing in in the Eastern Conference Finals. To where I, I believe the Eastern Conference Finals was more of uh, more against his teammates than against Giannis because he had no outlet. But, as far as regular season, which is what this award is for, Giannis had the best regular season of any basketball player. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right with that. Giannis is the is probably going to be the the MVP. He's the new flavor of the month. You know, Paul uh, George had a really, really good season, but uh, Milwaukee as a team had the best record overall. Uh, they went deep into the playoffs. Uh, even though Giannis got exposed, and we talked about that a little bit on our podcast, he, he still uh, showed enough in the regular season, which is what the award is for. So, uh, I agree with that. Giannis is, is going to get that. Yeah, I concur. Got? I concur for all the reasons that Jordan and Chris just mentioned. And what's scary about Giannis, man, uh, I don't think he's hit a ceiling yet. Like, I think that, like, right. I think that, like, yeah. the, the, the 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 holes in his game or deficiencies in his game that we saw in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think if he works at that and tweaks that, dude, he's gonna his ceiling is gonna be even higher, man. He's gonna be an even better player. But as it stands right now, yes, Giannis absolutely deserves the Lance Stevenson Award for the year, aka the MVP award. <laughs> 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 thank you, thank, thank you, Ian. Thank you for clearing that up. I forgot to put that in the notes. There you go. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, I don't got to get credit that. where credit is due, man. Got to get credit where credit is due. I, was, I, go to- <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw the last uh, Game of Zones episode. It was like, can't get laced. Can't get laced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Giannis is like, I don't know why uh, the award is such a big deal when I lost in the playoffs. <laughs> you sound like, like a little five-year-old. <laughs> I'm like, why they got Giannis sounding like that? They got him sounding like a little punk, man. <laughs> I guess when you got a foreign accent, they're supposed to make you sound... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sounded terrible. <laughs> But anyway, let's go to this rookie of the year, man. 
uh, the Rookie of the Year award is up between DeAndre Ayton, Luka Doncic, and Trey Young. So who you guys got winning the Rookie of the Year? I'm still going Luka. Yeah, yeah, Luka. I got to go Luka for this previous year, but I think Trey Young is going to have a better career. Mm. I I uh I, I'm 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 kind of torn. I, I like Trey a lot. I kind of honestly thought that Trey was going to be a bust because I thought his stats were overblown in college, and I don't know that that was a complete wash on me. Um, I was wrong about that, but I think I'm gonna go Luca this year for rookie of the year. But uh, I agree that Trey's going to have a better career. Luka is terrible on defense. That's why he's up for another award today. But we'll get into that later. <laughs> so is Trey Young. I mean, not Luka. Not Luka. I meant to say Trey Young. I'm sorry. That's who I meant to say, Trey Young. But, you know, I I, I agree. I, I don't know, man. I'm not ready to say I'm not ready to say Trey's going to be better than Luka. I, I, I think once Trey Young gets teammates that can, that can score, when and if that happens... I think Trey actually takes a step back. Not not necessarily that he's a worse player, but I think he'd be more comfortable just being a distributor, a point guard. So he's gonna he's gonna just be that guy that's gonna give you seventeen and nine for the rest of his career. I think Luca is gonna have to do more in the role he's in. So his numbers may be a little more inflated for the rest of his career. So it's gonna have the appearance that Luca has the better career. I don't know, I don't man. Rodney, I'm, I'm, Rodney, you know how I feel about these white players, man. <laughs> Anytime we get a white player that can do more than one thing, people, people kind of, people kind of flip their wigs over him, man. And then next thing you know, you look up and he's Gordon Hayward, or he's Goran Dragic, or he's Chandler Parsons, or he's Kevin Love. Yeah, Chandler Parsons. I mean, Kevin Love is not. I, I'm not a bad comparison. Kevin, Kevin just had the misfortunes of playing with LeBron. That's that's exactly. anybody. I was about to say that's that's the goal for anybody. That's Chris Bosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those other guys, yeah, I mean, those could be his ceilings. I, I don't know. I, or he could be better. I don't know. He could be the Luka Doncic is better than Chandler Parsons has ever been. <laughs> Chandler, Chandler Parsons, Parsons can't even dream to be that good. Chandler Parsons is super trash, and he's up for award later. But we'll get into that. Um, Defensive Player of the Year award: Giannis, Paul George, and Rudy Gobert. Who you guys got? I got a good Giannis fan. I got a good Giannis. Yep. I want to go. I want to go Giannis, but I'm, I'm gonna give props to Paul George. Um, he's always been a solid defender. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did great in that first play. round of the um, playoffs this year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, that was a bad shot, but it is what it is. You can't get that shot hit on you and win Defensive Player of the Year. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a 30-foot <laughs> shot. It's like throwing it up from half court and saying he played bad defense. The series was on the line. You're supposed to pick him up at the half court line. This wasn't like he the first quarter of game <laughs> one. Ah, Ian, he was in his face. He had a hand up at, at like no, the, the no, 20. He was not in his face. He was in his face like the last half a second of that play. 
Stop it. Yeah, yeah, he was five feet off of him, man. So you're gonna you're gonna criticize Paul George for not playing up on him because he's near the Portland logo in the elimination game? Yes, yes, in an elimination in an game. Elim- yes, this was. But I thought this was a regular season award. Oh my goodness! Blasphemy at its finest. I thought this was a regular season award. It is. It is. You're right. It you're is. right, Rodney. It is. But I'm still oh, going. Thank out you, Rodney, for leveling everything up. I was about to say. I mean, if, if Giannis wins it, I ain't against it. I'm just, you know, just for the sake of argument, I'm going to throw Paul George out there. But Paul George, uh, yeah, his, his, he got his face put on the postage stamp with that, uh, that Damian Lillard. Yeah, he sure yeah. Yeah. I'm going Giannis. Giannis. Let that go. Yeah. Who's the last person to win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year award in the same year? Oh, <laughs> I wonder who that is. Hmm. <laughs> what? Oh, no. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson. <laughs> <been a while. laughs> no, not Lance. <laughs> oh, I thought you said Lance Stevenson. <laughs> I did say Lance Stevenson. It wasn't Lance Stevenson. Uh, I, I think he won the Magnificent Vibes Defensive Player of the Year in MVP. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's move on while we figure that out. Let's move on. Most improved player of the year. Sorry, Reggie. Uh, no, no, Derrick Rose in this category. De'Aaron Fox. D'Angelo Russell or Pascal Siakam. I'm sorry, man. What? Yeah. What you mean, no Derrick Rose? No Derrick Rose. He didn't get. He didn't get nominated. Even if Derrick Rose is, even if Derrick Rose is in this category, D'Lo gets the the nod here. Man, please wait. Six man. No, no. most improved player. Oh, okay. I thought you said six man. I'm sorry. I, I gotta go Pascal. I'm, I'm, I gotta go Pascal Siakam. I'm going D Lo. I'm going D Lo. Downloading. <laughs> he's the he's by far the best player on his team for now. Um they'll get rid of him at the end of the year when they get Kyrie. But right now, you know, D Lo's the best. Yeah. All star. Uh six man of the year. Now this is this you is be now, I, this is where I'm agree with you on this, Jordan. Montrez Harrell. Demontis oh. Sabonis and Lou Williams. What? Yeah, they were nominated for Six Man of the Year over Derrick Rose. Montrez Harold ain't even scored over twenty points in his life. <laughs> what about Demontis? Demontis Sabonis, man. <laughs> do you do you realize what Sabonis did all year? Especially after Oladipo went down. Sabonis did good. I'm just I'm just talking my my stuff because Derrick is. Clearly should be on this list, but uh, it's cool. Hey, I'm man, going we with can do uh, right in votes. We can do right in votes. We can do whatever we want. Right. This is, <laughs> this is MVP. So we gonna put Derek. As a matter of fact, I'm in this, inserting him into the category as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. And then I'm gonna turn this <laughs> into Adam Silver afterwards. <laughs> I'm gonna write him a strongly <laughs> worded letter too. Fine. Okay. So- so since we got Derrick Rose in the category again, I'm going to say Lou Will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> with all that said, I'm going to have to agree with Chris. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I just want Derrick to be acknowledged. Right. <laughs> I, he had a comeback for the ages. 
Yeah, I, I, I want to go Derek, but hey, man, I was going to go Lou before y'all inserted Derek. Um, so I'll go. I'll stick with Lou. I'll stick with Lou. Hey, he get an honorable mention, man. Derek, hey, cool folks get an honorable mention on, on the podcast. Hey, can we create an award for Derek Rose? Like, like, the, like the folks of the year award? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm all down for that. Patrick Beverly, we got what, who else? Oh, uh, Tony oh, Allen. Tony, well, Tony ain't in the league no more, but, you know. He's still folks, though. He's still folks, though. You know? <laughs> We're scribbling, man. Uh, coach of the year. Uh, coach Bud, uh, Mike Malone, and Doc Rivers. Uh, Nick Nurse should be uh, I, I was just about to say, I'm going Nick Nurse. Well. But since, since they're not in it, let's go with Doc. Uh, man, I was going to go Bud, man. I was, but Bud has a star. A budding star? <laughs> that was corny, but I have to say. <laughs> you, you, you're doing that thing again. Jordan. Chris, you so bring that eclectic humor, man. It was in my system. I had to get it out. Uh, I, I'm going Coach Bud, man. I mean, I ain't mad at it. Hey, that's, two, Mike. that's two for Bud, so... Man, I'm going Masai Ujiri. <laughs> he ain't a coach. <laughs> he's the general manager of the year? <laughs> no, no, yeah. He's, he's up for an award, though. He's up for an award. Trust. Yeah. If, if, we're, if we are talking about the people that you mentioned, it, I would be, I, it would be Bud. I mean, like you said, regular season, best record. Got a star. It's, it's, it's Bud. Hmm. Okay. All right. No, I mean I ain't mad at it. I just want to acknowledge that Doc Doc doesn't have a star, especially after he traded Boban. There was nobody he could lay. Oh my God! What is with you and Mar Marjana Mara Marinara? Whatever his name. (laughs) (laughs) Did he pay your bill or something? Look at the numbers, okay? Best efficiency rating of all time: Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Oh my God. He's a big man with the biggest hands in the world. Of course, he's going to be efficient. I think. I think he's Chris's illegitimate son. That's what I think. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, and I and I will be glad to claim him. <laughs> <laughs> not not promoting R-rated movies or anything, but did y'all know he was in John Wick? I I saw that. Yes. I, I didn't see the movie, but I saw he had a had a clip in. <laughs> I saw the clip. I did you see the clip? It was a clip they showed on TV where <laughs> he grabbed Keanu Reeves' head and just smashed it back and forth down the aisle of library books. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so funny, man. Keanu's face. Huh? Did, did, was Keanu's face completely covered? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yes. I forgot what show they showed it on because Boban was on some TV show. I think Good Morning America or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's ridiculous as he should be, as he should be. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we gonna get to wait a minute. Was that a tie? No, no. Was it was all three. Uh, it was all but oh, okay. Pull out my uh, Queen Pen CD. All right. Next up. Party in a party. <laughs> That's the only song people know. It's the only song people should know. 
<laughs> hey Rodney, I tried to find an instrumental version of that song and they don't even have one. I'm like, geez. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, geez, man, no respect. No respect <laughs> for Queen Pen. Oh. Wow. If you if you want the instrumental, all you gotta do is listen to her point of fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's a good point. <laughs> hey, she said it best. What you know about me? Not a blink of flip thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we still ain't gonna go <laughs> Except that song. <laughs> All right, let's get to the real awards, man. Worst player of the year award. I have three nominees. Ryan Anderson, who let me pull up the reason why I got these guys as the worst player um, of the year. My phone kind of almost died on me, but it's all good. We still on. Chandler Parsons, or actually Ryan Anderson is one of the nominees. He's making $20.4 million this year. He made $20.4 million. Wait, is this, worst, is this worst player or is this J.R. Smith Award? No, 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 no. We'll get to the J.R. Smith Award in a minute. We're talking about worst players of the year award. Oh, man, Raymond Felton. Don't even, you don't even need to read the rest of the name. Oh, he is one of the nominees, yeah. <laughs> well, Raymond Felton, so is this- Chandler Parsons, and Ryan Anderson. So is this worst player or best agent? Yeah. It could be both. It could be both. I just don't know his name. That's a good point, man. That's a good point. Well, well, who y'all got between Raymond Felton, Chandler Parsons, and Ryan Anderson? Man, Raymond Felton. Can I do a right in? Can I do a right in? Can I? Yeah, can I yeah, do? Uh, yeah. Hey, this is Felicio. Yeah. Fel- oh, I forgot about Felicio. Yes. Oh, Gooby, man. Gooby Felicio. Gooby Felicio. Anybody on the Bulls will do. Chris yeah. Dunn. What about what about, uh, the, the, the AA? I do like Lemon, though. I do like Lemon Jr., man. Oh, well, Lemon Jr. He's huh? nice. Yeah. He's nice. I see. I see. Promise. The only people that like Lemon Jr. are y'all and Lemon <laughs> Dude, Stop being a hater. Chris, is you and Chris. Come on, man. Get a man a chance, dude. Walt Lemon Jr. No. put the flux on Boban. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, Raven Felt won that easy. Um, keep eating those Twinkies and Ho-Hos, Raymond. Keep it up. <laughs> he single-handedly put Hostess back in business. <laughs> it was out of business, wasn't it? <laughs> about that. Raymond Felton brought him back. He good for <laughs> I told Ian... <laughs> Jamil made the comparison between uh, Raymond Felton and, and, and Cal Lowry, and I was like, uh-uh, nope. Nobody can take offensive fouls towards Twinkies quite like Raymond Felton. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, he'll, he'll take it. Uh, worst Rookie of the Year. Here are the nominees. I think one of y'all going to disagree with one of these. Colin Sexton, Kevin Knox, Harry Giles. Uh... I'm gonna go here. You want to say Marvin Bagley? Marvin Bagley has been overrated. Marvin Bagley's more overrated than worst rookie to me. I know. I just don't like him. <laughs> it has to be. It has to be Harry Giles because Colin Sexton seemed like he started to figure out how to play basketball halfway through the year. Yeah. And I think Kevin Knox was just hurt a lot, wasn't he? He was hurt, but he he was horrible. Like they're. His offense was horrible. They were a terrible team with him on the court defensively. Like, it, 
And I like Knox, man. I wanted I wanted him to be good, man. But he just because he he lit it up in the summer league. Yeah, he lit it up in the summer league. Got to the NBA was terrible. Oh, summer league. <laughs> Did who won uh, uh summer league MVP? Uh, Lonzo Ball, right? No, it was Hart. Josh Hart. Josh Hart won that. Oh, I thought Lonzo Ball won that. Okay. I, I think Josh Hart won. Who man? You might be right. Yeah. Somebody off the Lakers. Yeah. Well, we just wasted a minute talking about somebody. Yeah. I haven't said a thing. <laughs> All right. Up next. Up next. Worst defensive player of the year. Enos Painter. Trey Young. Devin Booker. Sorry, Ian. Kevin Knox. John Collins. Oh, I'm going uh, Trey Young. I'm going Trey Young, too. I'm going to say Enos Cantor. Oh. Okay. Yeah, the next person Enos Cantor guards is the first, and he'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, who you got? Oh, man, I don't want to be so disrespectful to Enos Cantor, man. Um, I he is a bad looking at the list. defense, man. You know what? I'm going to write one in. I'm going to write one in, man. I'm going to write one in. James Harden. James Harden. Okay. That's true. But, but Trey Young is just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the other guy? We had? I had the last guy, John John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, I wouldn't put John Collins in there. His defensive rating is horrible if you look it up. But hey, that's why you make the list. I like John Collins offensively though. He's he's a beast. But it's got to be on somebody. It's got to be somebody that plays for the Bulls that's on this list. Well, well, the Bulls are atrocious. Yeah, but they play so many lineups throughout the season that it's hard for somebody to just create a track record of bad defense. Except, except <laughs> it's a collective. Yeah, effort. it's a collective. Now, if we're going team defense, oh, definitely Bulls would be in this. Bulls would be in the Knicks. The Knicks would have to be. Yeah, but nah, the Bulls gave up ninety-two points in one half. Yes, they That's do. That's one game, Chris. Stop being biased. <laughs> <laughs> Worst coach of the year. Scott Brooks. Igor Kokoskov. Whatever his name is. It's him just because of his name. <laughs> and Luke <laughs> Walton. <laughs> you, you know what? This was, this was a controversial one for me because I don't feel Luke Walton was that bad of a coach. I think he got, I, Not I at think all. He got railroaded. Read that. Read that. That article by Baxter Holmes from ESPN about what everything I did. Read that, that in. That was pretty good. That was really solid. Um, he got. He got. He got hired the day after he was fired. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then Igor, man, it's like the Jazz are just they. They are who they are. Like they need to add some pieces to get better. But I can't. I can't fault them for losing against the Rockets in the first round. So he I'm doesn't gonna... coach the Jazz. He coached the Suns. He was with the Suns. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh! I thought he was the Jazz. Okay. Um, you thinking about Snyder? Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm replacing I'm replacing uh, Luke Walton with Jim Boylan because Luke Walton, number one, yep. had to deal with LeBron James. LeBron James always messes around with the coaches that that are on his team. So I, I, I can't even say anything about Luke Walton in a bad light. I'm going with Jim Boylan. Oh, I'm going to write that in. Jim Boylan gets a vote. 
I didn't have Boylan in there as much as I wanted to put him in there. I didn't expect nothing from him to, for me to even say he's bad or. I mean, I, I, I don't like him. I don't. I hate but the to fact have that no expectations. To have no expectations and to still fall below no expectations. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah, Boylan. We, I, I'll give a nod to Boylan there for that. Yeah. But he's the he is the only person stopping Scott Brooks from being the worst coach in basketball. And I I I went to Scott Brooks. Brooks. Had way better. Scott Brooks. He has but he's had way better talent than than Boylan. And he they not even making the playoffs. I I, I don't know, man. I'm going Scott Brooks. True. Man. I I got to go. Yeah, why not? Let's go Scott Brooks. I got no problem with Scott Brooks, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, we got a nice Hennessy bottle. Right. Let's go, Jr. Smith Award. Yes, sir. Here we go. Here are the nominees: <laughs> Andrew Wiggins, Harrison Barnes, Jabari Parker, and Gordon Hayward. Who Jabari Parker. <laughs> and, and I'm not trying to be biased. I'm being serious. The moment you step into a new team, your hometown, and you already say, "I don't get paid to play defense," you drink it. <laughs> That's a very that that is a very J.R. Smith thing to do. Yes, it is. I don't even the real talk. I don't even know what team he's on now. Uh, Washington, Washington, Washington. with oh, Bobby yeah. P. Man, man, I, Chandler Parsons was my front runner, but y'all bring up some good points. I guess I got to go Jabari Parker. Yeah, I'm going Jabari too. Harrison Barnes got traded in the middle of plan. That wasn't his fault. Um, Andrew Wiggins Andrew Wiggins is Andrew Wiggins man I mean we all know he got overpaid and man he's just a pedestrian man he's just he's garbage dude I'm sorry I'm I'm, I'm, I'm done with Andrew Wiggins dude I tried to believe in this dude I agree with that I agree with that I felt that way I felt that way about him, about him when he was in college too but he, he might be mentally challenged, man. There's something there. It was just like, yeah. Where he's can't get over that hill. He's like, he's stuck at a certain plateau. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. So, well, some spectrum. With that said, Jabari Parker, you will have a nice brown paper bag ready for you with your Hennessy bottle in it, <laughs> and uh, it's all yours, man. Put it up, you know, frame it in your mansion or whatever with your, your big bucks that you got from the Bulls and, and enjoy it, man. Well deserved. And I'm sure he's back in Chicago, so you can save on shipping costs. Oh, very go. good point. There it is. There it is. Yep. And um, a few strip clubs you can hit too. All right, next up, <laughs> you got you played yourself the whole year award. <laughs> you played yourself the whole year award. And, and for those who don't listen to Mag- or just now listening to Magnificent Podcast, usually at the end of every all of our shows, we give out uh, a You Played Yourself Award. And we've been giving them out all year, but this one is a special one because this is for the whole year. You just played yourself the whole year. So here are the nominees. Kyrie Irving, Rob Linka, James Dolan, Anthony Davis. Who you got? Uh, I, I'm I'm going with Rob Palinka. What do we call him, Chris? <laughs> oh, he's he's Wild Cable Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Malika is my guy no matter who it is else that was on this list just for the simple fact that you lied about a dinner date with a dead person man bro yeah but does, does, does that, that does he deserve to get it for the whole year though like yeah he definitely wins it for like a good week week and a half man, been but, dead for five years yeah, he deserved to get it for the whole year I gotta go I gotta go Anthony Davis man <laughs> like, like, oh come on Anthony just trying to find a new home that ain't his fault that's totally his fault no it ain't it's not what you do it's how you do it it's not it's not what you do it's how you do it man he did it so sloppily you know pretending to be hurt and then playing in the all-star game the next week you know uh he would that's all don't forget the that's yeah, all folks yeah, yeah i was just about to say that Chris. hey all i know is this man set up a dinner date with him and kobe and heath ledger and claim that the Joker came on a date with them after the movie came out. That's all I'm going to say. I don't care nothing about no Anthony Davis trying to get out of New Orleans. More power to him. Now, that's not, don't get me wrong. That's egregious. That's egregious making up that story. It's like that. But that's not. That's just being a snake and a liar. Like, that's not really playing yourself. Like playing yourself is what Kyrie and AD did all year. Like, uh, And James Dolan perpetually plays himself. Yeah, he does. He does. I'm gonna scribble in one more uh, guy in this because I forgot to. But uh, Robert Kraft, I'm putting him in there too. Uh, <laughs> and uh, oh, he, I don't think he played himself. <laughs> Someone played with him. <laughs> Robert Kraft out here in these streets like a pimp. He hanging out with Meek Mill. <laughs> Oh man, Robert Kraft getting you know, all kinds of L's, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm going. Man, this is such a tough category, man. I, it was, this is a tough category for me, man. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going Kyrie Irving, man. Like this dude. I mean, he played himself, man. He left. He left LeBron because he wanted to be the man. He come over there. He gets hurt. Celtics go to the conference finals without him. Then he want to come back and act like, you know, yeah, you know, I'm the leader of this squad. And they looking at you like, bro, we were better without you. Then get to the playoffs and get destroyed by Milwaukee. Has this attitude like, whatever, I'm leaving anyway. Man, and, and, he don't, and, and he need a haircut. He need a haircut all year. Didn't get not one haircut the whole entire season. <laughs> Well, if that's the case, Kevin Durant played himself. <laughs> we were just talking about that before. And, and, and don't forget, <laughs> Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier, yes. Yeah, you've convinced me, Rodney. I, I'll give it. I'll get a nod to Kyrie. I'm not against that. Kyrie, let's All right, go. Next up, the Cuddy Award. For those who do not have not watched the movie Dead Presidents, Cuddy <laughs> is a... <laughs> Cuddy is a self-renowned pimp that knocked... Uh, a, a hard-working <laughs> veteran of the Vietnam War down a flight of stairs. Hey, wait a minute! Cheating with his 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 baby mama. Uh, so uh, we have an award called the Cuddy Award. Can you think of a movie character that was more impactful than Cuddy? Dude probably had a combined screen time of four minutes, but it was it was the most impactful four minutes ever, man. 
<laughs> he, he was in there for like two scenes. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> and he was speaking truth, man. His, his screen time efficiency was off the charts, man. <laughs> he has a high efficiency yes, rate. So, so this award, you know, we've been giving this award out, but this is for the whole entire year. Um, Damian Lillard for uh, what he did to the OKC Thunder in the first round. Magic Johnson for what he did to the Lakers. Jimmy Butler for what he did to Carl Anthony Towns in practice. And Kawhi Leonard for what he did to the 76ers in Game 7. We got I got to go Damian Lillard, man. Not not just for what he did to OKC, but what he did for the Blazers. It's like everybody wrote them off after the uh, Nurkic injury. Mm-hmm. And like he just him he just single-handedly with well not single-handedly with with McCollum like just breathed new life into and new hope into that that team, man. Like I got to give it to Dame. Yeah, I'm with I'm I'm with you too, Ian. I think that uh they're always a, a player short, though. But uh, I have to give it to Dame. Dame goes about his business like, hey, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to just do it. Uh, and, and I like them type of players, just like kind of Kawhi is. He's not going to talk too much. He's just going to, you know, kill you. Silent assassin. So he, he definitely took that team further than they ever been, uh, you know, with, with his squad. And uh got to give props to Dame. Last year when they got swept, I was, I was a little tough on Dame. But uh, he pulls that Cuddy Award this year yeah. because the way he delivered in the playoffs, not just the OKC, but specifically to Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he went up to Russell's like, hey, "You bringing home the groceries?" Huh? <laughs> I used to love bringing home the groceries. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Prize, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah, I gotta go, Damian Lillard, man. Gotta go, Damian Lillard. I agree with y'all for all the right reasons. Uh, so, <laughs> Damian, appreciate appreciate all that you've done, knocking Russell Westbrook down a flight of stairs, putting a gun to his face, and telling him to suck it. So, uh, <laughs> essence of oldest lifetime achievement award, lifetime supply award, actually lifetime supply. Of Essence of Otis uh, Essence of Otis for those who might not know Is a cologne that me and Ian Have produced uh, For those who do not have time uh, you, This is what you spray this cologne on uh, For people that you don't have time to deal with um, Dave, David Ruffin was on record Telling Otis that no one Has come to see him After saying that The Temptations was an entire group Instead of David Ruffin and the Temptations. So, this is of Otis Lifetime Achievement or Lifetime Supply Award. Kyrie Irving and Rob Belinka are the nominees. If you have any other people you can think of that you want to spray this cologne on for a lifetime, please feel free to add them. Um, let's just, just for the sake of argument, let's add LeBron. James. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. How could I not put LeBron in this? Wow. All right. Let's go. Dude, the same people who talk about the Warriors for stacking the deck and this, this, and that, these are the same people talking about how Clay needs to join up 
with LeBron and how uh, 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 Kyrie needs to join up with LeBron and how Zion and, and AD and Kyrie and Clay all need to go to the Knicks. And it's like, but then they want to hate on the Warriors for being quote unquote stacked. When truth is, Boogie ain't what he used to be. Okay. And they technically did not become a super team to this year. They were a strong team that built through the draft. But right. then these same people want to make make all these 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 uh, purported trades and, and 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 moves that these teams need to make to make it happen for LeBron James. It's, you can't have it both ways, man. I ain't trying to see LeBron James in the playoffs next year or the year after that, man. The playoffs have been great without him. They have. I ain't gonna lie. They have been exciting. I'm gonna have to agree with Ian. I'm going that, with LeBron. I'm, I'm spraying this colonial. He's get the, he gonna get a nice box shipment of uh, the African oil sticks. He's gonna have the spray bottle. He's also gonna have some body wash in there for him. Uh, it's gonna be nice for him, man. But go ahead and let me let me throw this in. Not just that the the conscious the constant rather effort from LeBron James to keep himself in your consciousness throughout these trying to be relevant. Constantly, constantly trying to be relevant, posting videos, and then you know these outlets aren't helping. Bleacher Report, Damn Magazine, all of them—they aren't helping because you know they. Oh, look what LeBron did on Taco Night with his family. Uh, <laughs> LeBron went to a high school basketball game and stared at a, a six-five, eighteen-year-old and like, stop. We don't care. No. No. Yep. <laughs> Even though a. Uh, Essence of Otis Cologne would go great with Rob Palenka's face. <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> he does have a punchable face. Man, he got a punchable face, man. Very. Right between the eyes. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, so, LeBron James, uh, clear winner. Jordan, you pick LeBron, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm with y'all. Yeah. Full All, right. All right. So, LeBron, um, we'll have that shipment for you uh, soon enough and post it on Instagram. All right. Sideline Sports Anchor. <laughs> Sideline Sports Anchor of the Year. I couldn't wait to get to this part. Sideline Sports Anchor of the Year. And I want to make sure I'm saying all these names right because this is going to be critical to who we're going to pick for this award. We have the nominees Roz Gold from TNT, sideline reporter. Malika, mm-hmm. Malika Andrews. For those who do not know who Malika Andrews is, she infamously asked a question to Greek Freak and Chris Middleton, and Greek Freak didn't take too kind to it, and he got up and left. Cried like a Oh, that was her? Uh, yes. And uh, she now has over 2K Instagram followers after that interview. Uh, she used to work in uh, Chicago for Comcast Sports. She did. You're right. Wait, 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 wait. What? You said she now has over 2K. What did she have at first? I don't know what she had at first. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, there's some bums in front of their TVs with their stomach out, you know, just, oh, who's this girl? Or uh, Kristen Ledlow, Cassidy Hubbard. And I'm gonna just throw in that Doris Burke. I just like her voice. <laughs> Wait, my wife definitely disagrees with that. 
Wait, 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 wait. Did you say Doris Burke because of her voice? <laughs> yeah, man. I had to throw an old head in there. You know what I'm saying? You got to represent for the for the for the vets, huh? I had to represent. Hey, I mean, say say what you will, though. Doris Burke ain't half bad. She's uh, not. But I'm uh-oh. giving the award to Rose Gold. This is overdue. <laughs> <laughs> this is overdue. She she might win a lifetime achievement award in this area. This, this, <laughs> there's so many clips on YouTube of players and coaches getting caught, like looking at her as she walks away. Yeah, yeah. Harrison Barnes, Steve Kerr, to name a few. Yeah, Rose Gold, Rose Gold is the truth. No Taylor Rooks. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, uh, you missed out on her. Oops. You know what, Taylor Rooks, man. If see, if you on, if she's more social media than me, man. Like she having clicked. Christine Lee, Lee, a whatever. Who? Christine Lee on the Colin Cowherd show. Christine Lee, but see, we are going off sideline reporters though. Yeah, going going sideline reporters. Oh, y'all mentioned Taylor Rooks, so I thought I throw her in there. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, we got one. We got yeah. one vote for Roz. Though. Roz, Roz managed to hustle herself a TNT gig off that. So, um, why not? I mean, it's. I, I don't think you can lose with any of these selections. So, Roz. You're going off the looks because obviously she does win. Because I was going to say Doris Burke at first. Doris Burke does the best interviews. She does the best interviews, hands down. Out of all these. Yes. That's what I was. Kristen Ledlow asks the most Captain Obvious questions on Earth. Yeah, she does. Well, that's because she always gets Popovich interviews. True. And you have to ask those questions. Right. You can't. Popovich isn't going to give you more than 30 seconds of his time. So you have to keep it short and sweet. Yeah. All right then. So, so Rose Gold, Rose Gold is clear with him. Yes, Rose Gold Drake is the winner. Pick, Drake would pick Doris Burke. <laughs> yeah, Drake would also get a, a tattoo of uh, uh, two other men's numbers and names on his arm. <laughs> he absolutely did. Also, they, they never played for his team. Extremely questionable. I don't care if they did play for your team. Honorable mention. What do you guys uh, think of Lisa Salters? Consistent. I think she does great interviews. Okay, I know I know the name, but you got to remind me. I'm sorry, this is kind of throwing me up. Who, who is Lisa Salters again? Black lady, uh, short. short. She's on ESPN. Ah, yep, yep. Now nah, I got it. I yeah. got it. Yes, yeah, she she's pretty good. She did a really good interview with Terrell Suggs like a few years back when Terrell Suggs was like trashing the Patriots organization and. <laughs> Trashing the NFL, trashing Roger Goodell. Yeah, that, that was a good interview. If you haven't seen it, who is the who is the who is the the, the chick who is a reporter that uh she uh uh what is her name? She actually had like a somebody did like a peeping tom type thing on her. Oh, Aaron, Aaron Andrews. Andrews. Aaron Andrews. She's okay. overrated. Yeah, you think so? Okay. I like I like Joy Taylor. She she left undisputed. I noticed. Yeah, she did. I mean, I don't blame her. Like, you know, you know I don't blame. What her. is she doing now? 
She's on um Colin Cowher. Oh, she with Colin. Oh, Colin snatched up. Oh, okay. She got her own show. I can't remember what it's called, but it, she got her own like. Well, I think it's a podcast actually. Yeah, she do with that uh with that uh that sweet dude. <laughs> I'm finna ruin this for y'all. You know that's Jason Taylor's sister, right? I know that. I did know that. Really? Yeah. I had no idea where she came from. I just know she she's with uh, Earl or or old or, or early boy. <laughs> you look at her real good. You like you gonna be like, oh yeah, they yeah yeah they related. Yep. And your whole brain gonna rewire. It ain't rewire my brain. <laughs> well, I know how to who is man. On that note, man, it was uh, that wraps up our award show. Real quick, running out of time, but I do want to do this this face with you guys since we got the grub report here. Uh, so, um, I wanted to get into coffee and donut shops. <laughs> Chris likes Dunkin' Donuts, by the way. Ugh. The bane of my existence. Yeah. So, so I. I, I it was a debate about who had the best donuts. I saw Stan's Donuts in there. I saw uh, Do Right in there. But are there any other donut spots besides those like commercial, you know, donut spots that Ro- you want to educate the people on? Roseland's own old fashioned donuts. I don't even know why this is a debate. Mm. Hey man, don't 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 start making demands on places, okay? You can't you can't just say one thing is solid after after that pizza joint. I I, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Hey, I didn't. That wasn't a sweeping endorsement of that pizza joint. I was just saying I ate there. <laughs> so so old fashioned old fashioned is the business, but I'm gonna put you onto a little Indiana flavor. All right, uh, you, you come out to Indiana. It's a place called Munster Donuts. Like Munster, Indiana. Yeah, it's in Munster. It's on the on the border of Munster. So you get off on Calumet, you shoot down. It's this little donut shop, family owned. You can look through the window and watch them baking the donuts, just like old fashioned. And they they have a wider variety in old fashioned. And sometimes it's hard to get the exact donut you want because they're always selling out. So you got to just find the right time to go. Okay. And they're 24 hours. Dope. Dope. That's my only that's my only hang up with old fashioned is like if you go after eleven forty six, they close. Mm. Yeah, they do close early. They do close early. Um I, I is do you guys uh have had that donut? is that donut still open? Um Oh, 83rd? Yeah, I want to say it is. I was just over there. It was like such a. Hey, how are you doing? This is Jordan from uh, Tech One. So, Jordan's taking care of business in the background. But yeah, so. <laughs> he saw that. He's got that smooth voice in the background. So, he is just. His voice is turned smooth, man. So, uh, yeah, have y'all been to that donuts of late? No, nah, no, nah, I can't say that I have. Have you ever had? Not since I moved. Um, years, years ago, but I don't. I from what I remember, it wasn't all that. It wasn't no, it wasn't no old fashioned. Oh, okay. 
it's not old fashioned. They make um, was it that that made the good apple fritter? They got they got a decent donut. Like you know, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong if you, if you not going to Dunkin'. So that donut, old fashioned mustard donut, they all kind of in the same mold, the on site. You know, baking homemade thing. They're not shipping their donuts in. Like even Stanford, they ship their stuff in. When you go to one of those spots where they're making those donuts on site, it's an experience you can't beat, man. Mm. Okay. You know what, what spot I'm gonna put y'all on to? I think I told Chris this. Uh, it's uh, part of the little Huck Finn's restaurant, 67th and Pulaski. Um, their apple fritter is extremely, extremely good. They have very good donuts too. Oh, I know the joint you're talking about, Jordan. They do have good donuts and apple. Yeah, fritter. the Huck Finn. I heard Huck Finn's good. Yeah, yeah I Huck heard Huck Finn's good. So I'm gonna have to check them out. Now, as far as coffee, I gotta plug this, and I gotta let y'all go because I, I gotta, I gotta do some work. But um, as far as coffee, Gloria Jeans and Caribou Coffee are like to me the best coffee joints. Like. They they they're they're killing they're they're killing Starbucks man they're killing Starbucks like really yeah I heard it so Gloria never been Gloria Jeans has brick and mortar spots they yeah they should yeah they should just just Google them I, I I've seen some I've seen some locations for them recently but like um they're about they're about a buck cheaper than Starbucks it's like Starbucks is cool man but it's like I'm a working man. Like I, I can't be spending no five, six bucks on a coffee every morning, man. I, I, I need, I need some, I need the cheap stuff to keep me going. So that's why I still support Dunkin' Donuts. But if you feel like splurging, Caribou and Gloria Jeans, it's like, is where it's at. You know, I gotta represent my West Loop, uh, Starbucks. Of course, I'm a Starbucks guy. But there's, if I can't get Starbucks, if you want to go a tad bit cheaper. This spot called Lock Alum, right? Actually, right across the street from Starbucks, and they'd be more crowded than Starbucks sometimes. Uh, real good, real good uh, coffee. They actually, they actually was giving away free coffee like for on Friday a couple of weeks ago, uh, between eight and, and eleven, and the, the line was out the door, bro. But they got really good coffee, man. They, you can actually see the coffee bean machine. They actually be making the beans. It's it's, it's pretty dope. So, and uh, for for donuts, I'm going Do Right. I'm a huge Do Right fan. You can't go wrong with Do Right. It's pretty. It's pretty good. They kind of pricey, but I treat myself to a Do Right every once a month. Hey man, as long as it's quality. Yeah, it's definitely quality. Definitely quality. My boy uh, Rodney, Rodney, with that, I, I got a department. Y'all do y'all thing to close out the show, though. Don't forget to drop that intro and don't forget to check out the beats at the end of the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Rod. I catch, I catch up with y'all, man. Thanks for coming on, Jordan and Chris. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. No problem. Yep. Yep. Jordan, Chris, thank you. Uh, appreciate your contributions to the show. Um, I'm going to have to wrap it up, too. I got to get ready for work. But man, thank you for joining us on our award show. Plugging in Stayos. Um, what social media you said you had, uh, Chris? Stayos. We're at Stayos Podcast on Instagram as well as on Twitter. Uh, we're on all the podcast outlets. Uh, if you if you know where you can listen to a podcast, you'll probably find Stayos. Look us up, Stayos Podcast. 
Yes, sir. We're trying to do big things. We're trying to trying to put a footprint down. That's right. Yes. <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate it. So, uh, man, thanks for coming, man. I know you guys got tight schedules, uh, but I, I I couldn't do a show without you guys after last night's game, man. That that was a the, the, I had to get you guys input on it. It was definitely a treat. Yeah, appreciate it, man. All right. So, with that said. I'll see y'all on the next one. My phone about to die. Peace out, y'all. All right, now. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right.